Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Kathy Kay, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Monday, November 6, 2017, and we are reading from the big book, and we are on page XIII, the forward to the first edition. Today's readers are Kathy G. on the 12th. Steps, Reggie O. on the 12 Traditions, and reading the text, Kathleen O., Millie D., and Deb W. The reference number for yesterday's special edition, November 5th, 2017, is 10,640. And for this morning, November 6th, 7 a.m. meeting, the reference number is 10,641. And our newcomer greeter today is Melanie C. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is, that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Kathy G. to read the 12 steps. Hi, this is Kathy G. from Illinois. I'm a recovering uh, compulsive overeater and grateful to be here today. Here are the steps we took which are suggested as a program of recovery. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you. I pass. Thank you, Kathy G. Reggie O., would you please read our 12 traditions? Yes, thank you, Kathy. Uh, this is Reggie O., gratefully recovered in the Los Angeles area. <clears throat> and the 12th tradition are, one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one <clears throat> ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. 
Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive eater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contribution. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. And twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do this. Thank you, Reggie O., Um, How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately (coughs) three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinent requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book on page XIII, the forward to the first edition, the second paragraph, and we will complete the foreword in our reading today. And I will ask Kathleen O to please read. Thank you so much, Kathy, and thank you for your service. This is Kathleen O, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Northern California. It is important that we remain anonymous because we are too few at present to handle the overwhelming number of personal appeals which may result from this publication. Being mostly business or professional folk, we could not well carry on our occupations in such an event. We would like it understood that our alcoholic work is an avocation. When writing or speaking publicly about alcoholism, we urge each of our fellowship to admit his personal name, designating himself instead as a member of Alcoholics Anonymous. Very earnestly, we ask the press also to observe this request for otherwise we shall be greatly handicapped. We are not an organization in the conventional sense of the word. There are no fees or dues whatsoever. The only requirement for membership is an honest desire to stop drinking. We are not allied with any particular faith, sect, or denomination, nor do we oppose anyone. We simply wish to be helpful to those who are afflicted. We shall be interested to hear from those who are getting results from this book particularly from those who have commenced work with other alcoholics. We should like to be helpful to such cases. Inquiry by scientific, medical, and religious societies will be welcomed. So this first mention, I'll start my timer here. This first mention of anonymity seems to be because many of the members held down full-time jobs and they didn't want to be overwhelmed by the attraction AA offered. And I love they thought their work They thought of their work as an avocation, which is a hobby or minor occupation, and a hobby because it was something they loved, but even I feel sometimes 
with all the time I'm on the phone and meetings that it's, it is like a part-time job, but it's something I love to do too. And so today the, the term anonymity, it's, it's referred to at the personal level and the public level. And anonymity is a message of humility and unselfishness. And the reason for it at the public level was to stop members from exploiting themselves or receiving recognition or power. And, you know, I hear famous people all the time breaking their anonymity at the public level. And just a little bit of history, Marty Mann um, pretty much forged that pathway back in 1940. She was one of the first women to get sober in AA, and she was sponsored by Bill W. But she had this dream. She wanted to help other alcoholics and teach them the facts of alcoholism. And she was able to help remove the stigma of alcoholism being a moral issue moral issue and get people to understand that it was actually a disease. And she was very successful, but she did break her anonymity. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, and I think even Bill W. at one point broke his anonymity. But it is about being humble. And Bill W. was definitely humble. Uh, you know, at one point he was, he didn't graduate from college and he was offered an honorary degree from Yale, but he turned it down. And he turned it down because he felt it would act as a restraint on power seekers in AA. And there was also talk of putting a memorial up at his grave site, but he wanted just a tombstone with no mention of AA. So it really is about being humble. And at the personal level, anonymity provides protection for members and especially newcomers. I don't think I would have stayed in the 12-step program identifying myself as a compulsive overeater if I had to go public with that information. And I felt comfortable staying when I came in and realized that what was said or heard was confidential. And, you know, many of us come into AA ashamed about our compulsive overeating. You know, we're ashamed about it with our weight. And if we, can't, if we can't guarantee confidentiality to newcomers, we won't be successful in attracting other compulsive overeaters. And the best part is we each get to decide when and if, to if and when we want to share our recovery with family and friends, and that's not breaking anonymity. So AA was never about power, fame, or wealth. And um, it's a spiritual foundation of placing principles before personalities, and it assures unity and effectiveness. And I'll just finish with um, the only requirement for membership is an honest desire to stop drinking. You know, we can be from any walk of life and have relief from compulsive overeating. Um, there's a solution and the answers to all these problems are in this book. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kathleen O. Okay, who would like to share on what Kathleen read today? Roxanne P. John K. Okay, Maxanne P. Chris G. John. John K. Yeah, I got John. Chris G. Stacy T. Chris G, Stacy T. I think I missed one other person. Wendy M. Wendy M. Is there another? Lindsay. Lindsay? Len T. Oh, I'm sorry. Len T. Thank you, Len. Okay. So I have Maxine P, John K, Chris G, Stacy T, Wendy M, and Len T. Please go ahead, Maxine. Hi, thank you so much. Thank you. My name is Roxanne T. Uh, okay. in New York. Um, and I don't know if you hear me well. Can you hear me well? I can. Sorry for the misname. Oh, Go ahead. that's okay. I, I, I'd have a hard time doing that job. <laughs> um, it, you know, it says here that, um, you know, it's important that they remain anonymous. And then they say, why? And it's because they're too few at present to handle the overwhelming number of personal appeals, which may result from this publication. And uh, they knew they couldn't help the overwhelming mass that was going to come in and say, please help me. Uh, and that's why they didn't break their anonymity. Um, you know, they had to handle it from the uh, the office. You know, they ha it was painstaking. They had to do letters. And they there was not enough recovered alcoholics to help the sick and suffering. And that is why they, they, they chose to be anonymous. And it doesn't say here that, you know, they're anonymous because they don't want their job to find out that they're an alcoholic. I mean, most of them made amends to their jobs and admitted they were alcoholics. Um, their families knew they were alcoholics. Most of their friends knew they were alcoholics. So it's not fear of people judging them about being alcoholic that 
started anonymity. Um, you know, because they, they make it very clear right there. This is the forward to the first edition, you know, right out of the gate. They're telling us that. But I had a very big stigma about being labeled as an alcoholic uh, and a food addict. Um, and, uh, you know, I didn't want people I worked with to know that. I didn't tell anyone at my job. I worked at a school. I figured I would be judged. You know, I was very paranoid about that when I first came in. And uh, later on, um, I think it wasn't until after I retired that I, was, that I would tell people, you know, that I was close to at work, that I was in AA. And one of them had a son who needed help, and she was glad to know anything she could find out, you know, from me, because uh, she was desperate, you know, about her son being out there. So I think, you know, I have to ask God, you know, when I should break my anonymity, because it says we have to be of maximum service to others. You know, how do I do that? You know, that's my question every day is how can I be helpful? And if it means telling someone I'm a food addict or an alcoholic, then that's what it means. I'm completely out there now. I have no, I, I don't care who I tell. I don't break someone else's anonymity. I, uh, you know, ever, um, uh, but I tell people at my church, that I'm an alcoholic and that I'm a compulsive overeater. You know, many of, some of them need help and I would, you know, I'd be glad to help them, you know, and I want the doors to be open. And um, so, you know, we go through our own little path of, um, you know, fear uh, uh, when it comes to anonymity and it is what it is. And, uh, you know, I, I need, I'm doing my fears on my fourth step now. I'm going to be asking God you know, to remove these fears. But I have to say from all the past work I've done uh, and living, you know, basically in and out of recovery, um, I, I have let go of the fear of, you know, uh, people finding out. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you, Roxanne T. John K., please go ahead. <clears throat> Thank you. This is John Kiernan, Recovered Compulsive We lost you, John. Press star one again. John? Are you there, John? Kathy, we can't hear you. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Hello? I'm so sorry. Yeah. Did my phone just drop me? I'm sitting in my office. I'm not doing that. Anyway, I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah, I was saying, um, uh, you know, that, um, you know, when it talks about avocation, none of us are paid for this except in those eighth tradition situations. You know, I mean, I did some work for world service a number of years ago when I read the, the find a meeting section of the web website and I did charge something for that. I charged half of what I did, but that's the only time I've ever charged anything in a way in terms of carrying the message. I'd never do that. You know, I was talking to somebody who, who does a lot of speaking around the world about 12 step stuff and, He's not in our fellowship, but another one. And, and he says to me, so how much do you charge? <laughs> you know, when I talked about me doing retreats and I'm like, nothing, of course. Um, uh, though I joke with sponsees sometimes about if they're not working the steps and reading the big book, I said, well, then I'm just your food coach. And if that's the case, I want to get paid, you know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the thing about anonymity, too, I'll never tell anybody who I sponsor. It's fine if they want to tell others who you know, who their sponsor is me. I don't have, I have a sponsor who gets up in front of a couple hundred people and tells everybody who is, that I'm his sponsor. And it's okay. I don't mind. And in terms of anonymity, you know, it's easy in terms of press, radio, and films. You, you can get up and say, I'm in a 12-step program for food. And there's what, about six of them? But it drives me crazy when I see TV and movie stars get up there and say, I'm in a 12-step program for alcohol. Because I want to go, my God, there's only one. You're breaking your anonymity. And one of the reasons that's done, and when I first came in, I thought, I don't care. 
uh, an actor named Art Carney, who was on The Honeymooners, went around, got sober, went to tell everybody how wonderful AA was, and then he got drunk and did more damage to AA than he could ever have done by telling everybody how wonderful it is. And uh, I, I just think that's an important thing. And, and finally, I just I always joke when it's about anonymity, you know, that the phrase Overeaters Anonymous in a lot of ways is pretty funny to me because I got to tell you, when I was 300 pounds, I was not anonymous. I know, one of my favorite lines, and I'll end with this, is Orson Welles once said, uh, you know, Orson was very big. He said, gluttony is not a secret vice. <laughs> So anyway, for today, it's about anonymity, and it's not also about the ego. I'm going to just say, it, and not being a big shot and going places and representing a way, because it's about keeping our ego in check. And with that, I pass. Thank you, John Kay. Chris G., please go ahead. Hi, this is Chris G. Can I be heard? Yes, you can. Okay, great. Um, yeah, I in looking at this, Anonymity, I, I'm very lucky. I'm in northern Nevada, and I was raised in southern California in this program, and I'm very lucky about that because I have had the opportunity of carrying this big book apart to no de- unbelievable degree and um, having wonderful people do that for me. And anonymity was not really to protect us, as other people have said previously. And it was to protect the entity, and it still is. And we all have our own version of our personal anonymity because I've had mine blown at a huge party in my own backyard. It was not fun. And I got through it. You know, the way I look at it is people already know I'm kind of weird, so when they find out this is how I'm weird, I'm okay with that most of the time. Although in my profession in Southern California, I was known in the community a lot, so I didn't want it blown there, and I was very fortunate to not have that happen very often. The personal anonymity, it's getting, in my opinion, away from this. And although somebody said something about it being to protect the entity because it was so small and they didn't want to get overwhelmed, I truly believe that was part of it. And I, too, don't disclose who I sponsor to anyone else. It is theirs to disclose to anyone else. However, I think we lose some of it in the meeting when... Some of the meetings say at the end, what you hear here, when you see here, when you leave here, let it stay here. And I don't believe that means within the fellowship, and it is my own personal belief, that, you know, if I say, hey, did you see Mary at the meeting? That's none of your business. You weren't there. I I get a little bit upset about that because it's not a a gossip thing. It's, was she there? Did you see her? You know, whatever. But that's my own personal. I do believe it's in my opinion, not in a good way, changing in that realm. And with that, thank you very much. I pass. Thank you, Chris G. Uh, Stacy T., please go ahead. Hi, this is Stacy T., Recovering Compulsive Overeater in Cleveland. Thank you for your service, Kathy. And I wanted to, to share a little bit about anonymity. And it's changed and evolved for me over the decades of being in and out and trying to recover and not and all of the rest. And where I'm at now is um, in my professional life, there are certain times where it is appropriate for me um, to share that I'm in a 12-step program and specifically OA, especially if the person is um, coming to me for a food-related issue, problem, or concern. And that's certainly done with some discernment. And that's my choosing um, to disclose that if, it, if I'm guided and directed to. The other piece of that that has been happening now is that I am opening myself up um, in my professional bio to include um, just general 12-step process. And that is only up into the degree of which I am working the steps right now. And it is my way to be able to 
um, give back what has truly been so generously given to me. And more importantly, that it's taken me decades to surrender. And it's taken me decades to stop fighting. And uh, it can sometimes sound trite to say if it can happen to me. Um, and I don't know about the rest of this day. I just know in this moment, I'm committed to doing whatever I'm asked or need to do to be in the solution and not in the problem. And I'm so grateful to have had the courage to share this with all of you today. And with that, I pass. Thank you very much, Stacey T. Uh, Wendy M., please go ahead. Yes, good morning. Uh, Wendy M. recovered in Boulder, Colorado, and I'm so grateful to God for my abstinence this morning. And thank you, Kathy Kay, and everybody else on the line. So the first thing I look at is, of course, the word anonymous. And um, that was the last thing I wanted to be. My disease is all about wanting to be seen, heard, looked at, be the big shot. Um, you know, I want you to know who I am. And um, attention was my oxygen. If I wasn't getting attention, I couldn't live. And so joining an anonymous program um, was brilliant. And what a contrary action that is, right? Anonymity is just the opposite. It's all about humility, as someone said before. Um, so I just, I love that I'm in a program that encourages me to be anonymous. Um, and then what I also love about this, the, this section is it really gives us direction in terms of how to be a group, how to be an organization. Um, you know, we don't give an, an individual name out there because then the program becomes about that person. And as was said before, if it's, you know, if, if AA is affiliated with that name and then that person goes out, then, the, you know, then it's all about the fact that that, organ, that the AA didn't work because of that individual. Um, and then what I also love, they just, it, the traditions are brilliant, and I feel very much God-inspired. There's no dues or fees. I'm not allied with any sec, particular faith, sect, or denomination. Um, and so we keep the message simple. It says that our primary purpose is to carry the message, not to carry information about other sects or denominations or how much money it's going to cost us or me charging my sponsees um, for the work that I do. Oh, my God. So it would be very confusing to come into an organization um, where we didn't have these traditions because the message can get really blurry really quickly. And I think the most important thing uh, for me anyways when I first joined and, and to this day is that, you know, an OA, OA is a safe place to land. When I go to a meeting, there's traditions that keep the safety intact, that keep the message as simple as possible so that we all can recover rather than getting involved in something issues. You know, it's just, it is brilliant and it's so inspiring. Um, if I can share anything, because we have that safety, we have that understanding, um, you know, even to the point of we can't cross-talk, we don't talk, and these are suggestions. These are not rules. Um, but these suggestions keep it safe. Um, and, 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 and it's the most unusual organization, right, I'd ever heard of. Yesterday I was talking to a potential newcomer, and she said, well, what do you charge? And I, I almost couldn't – I almost wanted to just give her the big book and say, read this and let's talk later, um, because I didn't know how to, um, you know, how to explain I don't charge me freely. So thanks so much for letting me share. Sorry about the alarm there. Thank you, Wendy M. Uh, Len T., please go ahead. This is Len T. from sunny California calling for my hot tub. And I really do enjoy this idea of anonymity. It, um, I think it protects us on multiple levels. And I said earlier, you know, folks who do go out and if they publicly have made the declaration that they're in OA and all of a sudden they're, you know, obviously not abstaining, abstaining uh, from uh, compulsive group behavior, um, you know, it could do more harm to our organization. But 
I've had, you know, experience where it's, it, it's this concept of re- remaining anonymous in um, meetings and in private shares has, you know, I think this tradition of trying to remain anonymous and keeping other people's confidence is very important, especially if you're a sponsor, but even in uh, casual conversation, you know, when I was, you know, it reminds me of an experience when I was in law school and I was in OA and I remember confiding in a member that I had just received a grade less than an A. I had gotten an A minus on the test and he proceeded in the meeting to start sharing about the fact that I was feeling bad about the fact that I got an A minus. Well, you know, thankfully, there were some wise older folks uh, in the meeting who started saying the serenity prayer over his share because they knew it was inappropriate for them to, for him to have shared something in confidence to the whole meeting, I mean, you know. And so this idea of just staying in um, the uh, habit of remaining anonymous, I, I think it has wisdom throughout, you know. Um, I think it's a good uh, thing to do, uh, you know, not only if you're a sponsor, but in sharing confidences, you know, that you build trust with the fellowship, you build trust with the, your OA friends, um, and that way, you know, we keep gossip to a minimum. So I think just the idea of uh, remaining anonymous, and, you know, and I'll close with the fact that uh, Dr. Silkworth refused to have his name published in the first edition because alcoholism wasn't considered a disease at that point, and he was worried for his profession. He was worried that he would actually perhaps even lose his license. Uh, so there was real consequences in the early days of AA and with that alcohol. Thanks. Kathy, star one, please. We can't hear you, Kathy. Sorry, thank you, Melanie. Um, thank you, Len T. Who else would like to share today? We can take another group. Roz G. Leia S. Sherry KB. Okay, one second. Roz G. Leia S. Who was the third one? Oh, Sherry KB. Right. Okay. Anyone else? Carla. Carlos. And the first initial of your last name? Uh, it's Carlo without an S, uh, P. P. Okay, thank you, Carlo. Susan B. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Joanne, was it? Or Jody? What was it? Ashley P. Jody E.Q. Oh, Jody E.Q. and Ashley C. Okay. Let's stop there and see how far we get. Um, Roz G., please go ahead. Good morning. This is Roz G., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Los Angeles County. There's a couple examples I can uh, glean from that um, reading and how anonymity is humility. And I have, when I have, as I was growing up in this program, I was a teenager, you know, I had a teenage mindset when I came in. So I'll use that terminology growing up. Um, I I witnessed people being very humble, you know, and I come from uh, being the, uh, the, the attention seeker, the family party, the life of the party, my mom calls me. And some of that is a good thing and some of that was really too much for my ego, the attention seeking. But anyway... Um, early on in my Al-Anon program, there was an AA that would come to Al-Anon meetings, and uh, he would um, sponsor people. He was an old-timer, and he sponsored a friend of mine, and the friend of mine said, you know, this al- this alcoholic really didn't have much. He lived in a sober living and um, had a quite content, simple life. And so the sponsee said to him, hey, uh, you want a ride or... Uh, I ha- I'm a mechanic, and I have uh, access to getting you a car, uh, real less, real cheap. Would you like that? And the the alcoholic said, "No, thank you. The only purpose I'm here for is to sponsor you." And I I didn't quite get that, but it took me some years to understand that um, anonymity is humility, 
And um, I was able to, to use that as an example for myself. I had a job interview last Thursday of a job, that a dream job, I would call it, a dream career, something that would really cap off what I've been doing and, and working for and, and earning for many years. And um, at the end of the, the interview, the interviewer said, what would make you um, the best person for our job? And so I had said something about um, wanting to be um, um, wanting grateful that the the comp- that the this district had given me my first job has that has allowed me to and develop in my career here, and that I would this this career is being a, a guide. It's it's training other people. And I said in my life I have been privileged to be a guide. To other people to to help them through difficult things in their lives because of my own experience and I believe that this job will allow me to practice what I've learned and what I was just thinking of is I've been a sponsor and sponsoring has been I mean humbling to me I mean I've lost sponsees I've I've seen sponsees grow I you know all of us what all of us have experienced in sponsoring but I was able to use that as an example without saying that I'm in a 12-step program. No, just that I have been allowed to guide other people, and it's been a gift that I would like to share with others in this career. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Raj G. Leah S., please go ahead. Thank you. Excuse me. Thank you, Kathy. Um, This is Leah S., a recovered compulsive overreader from Brooklyn, New York. Um, anonymity is very sacred to me, and sacred because when I cannot forget that when I came in to these rooms, <clears throat> excuse me, I had a lot to recover from, and there were a lot of things that I never revealed to anyone. And um, if I was going to tell this to my sponsor and grow from it and recover, I needed anonymity excuse me, to protect myself and to protect the others. And so the same way that I take that anonymity was taken to me, towards me, I take that towards the other level, to the other person when I sponsor, when I sponsor to all my sponsees. I think anonymity is a very personal um, uh, discretion, uh, what you want to say and, and who you want um, others to know and what to know. Um, it is something that is God-inspired, I believe, because um, I have had uh, instances where I was able to share personal experiences, and now I know why I had to go through these personal experiences so that I can help others go through them as well. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Leah S. Um, Sherry KB, please go ahead. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning, everybody. This is Sherry KB in Northern California, grateful recovered compulsive reader. Thank you for your service, Kathy, and everyone on the line, and welcome to newcomers. Um, the first thing that I think of it says the first sentence. It's mo- it, it is important that we remain anonymous um, because we're so few. Um, you know, uh, anonymity, um, as it says in Tradition Twelve, is the spiritual foundation of our principles. Ever reminding us to praise. Excuse me. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions. Ever reminding us to praise principles of b- before personalities. And so to me what that means for me is that, you know, I can break my own anonymity, but I can't break yours. I don't mind people knowing who I sponsor. If if they if my sponsees want to tell other people um, that I'm their sponsor, that's fine. But usually I will ask them, can I break your anonymity to tell somebody else about you that you can help sponsor them. Um, I can break my own, but not yours. And that's already been said, but I think it's strongly important to uh, – point that out. Um, and then also that this work, I don't get paid to be um, to do this work. Um, this is just something I do out of love and out of um, appreciation and out of staying recovered to me. Um, this is the only way that I can stay recovered is by um, 
you know, following the steps, working the steps, and um, being of service to others and, and, and sponsoring others. Um, and also about breaking uh, publicly the name. Um, you know, I remember this famous rock star broke his anonymity. Um, and, you know, it. he ended up in the news a lot and ended up, uh, you know, uh, not being sober. And so it does reflect on all of us. And, uh, you know, I, I take it uh, really to heart that I really respect the anonymity of OA, but I don't also don't hide from it either. Um, that's a very important fact to me. Um, I'm all, always willing to break my own anonymity around that, but not at the level of uh, press, radio, and film. Um, and that also, this the desire to stop eating compulsively, you know, originally it was an honest desire, and now it just says the desire to stop eating compulsively. And the last thing, but not least, is that um, we w- always want to be helpful to those afflicted and you know, we, we want to know about your recovery because we want to pass this on. We, we're we interested to know who's getting the results out of this book, who is getting recovered so that we can commence to helping other um, compulsive readers and how you did it. And that's a very important piece right there at the end of the um, paragraph here is how we are helping others and how we have recovered so that we can help other people. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Sherry KB. Carlo P., please go ahead. Hi, my name is Carlo from Los Angeles. Um, grateful member of this uh, meeting. And on the topic of anonymity, I just want to chip in a pretty simple, my simple take on it is, you know, it's um, our program is really about uh, attraction rather than promotion. And it's about promotion of the program as opposed to ourselves. And speaking for myself, I know that uh, self-seeking, selfishness, um, you know, pride are a huge part of uh, my spiritual malady. So this is just a really great word and a great element of our program because it um, just helps me remember and helps me to uh, put my work out in a way where I'm putting the, the program forward as opposed to myself. I just led, a, you know, I did a like a 35, 40 minute lead the other day, and I definitely noticed that, it, you know, it's really easy to kind of get into like this is all about me and getting excited about that. And you know, I'm just grateful for the opportunity to be able to witness that, and uh, you know, with the 10 step one day at a time, to be able to keep that in check, um, and also remember that you know God made me as a unique person so that my specific experiences the specific things that have been healed through program can be, um, you know, a beacon of light for others, you know, and just to remember that it's the program. It's the program that did it. It's the program that made me effective. It's the program that made everything great. And, you know, so just to be, uh, you know, a humble member of that program and to really put that first and let the program be first and uh, the spiritual tools and all the things we do and just be a servant of that and humility god humility is just amazing and i'm excited to learn more and more about it and studying this book gives me that opportunity thank you very much good morning this is jody eq great hey jody eq Good morning. Hang on just one sec. I'm going to try to see if I can't find Kathy. We're having just a little bit of technical sure, problem sure. here. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, we sure can, Kathy. Okay, thanks. Uh, Jody Q is all set to go. <laughs> okay. What about Ashley? I thought Ashley was before Jody. No? Okay. Is Ashley there? Okay, let's go with Jody then. Go ahead, Jody. Okay, good morning. Hi. Good morning, everybody. This is Jody EQ, gratefully recovered in California. So this sentence, I want to just talk a little bit about, uh, we would like it understood that our alcoholic work is an avocation, meaning that it is not our principal occupation. We also have jobs that we need time for as well. I find it interesting, though, that at least Bill Wilson 
uh, pretty much spent, I think, all of all of his time uh, working for over uh, Alcoholics Anonymous. I don't know the history, certainly as well as many people, but I believe that was pretty much what he did, and he didn't do a lot of other work uh, for money. But I'd like, if anybody else knows more about that, I'd like to hear. Um, but he was carried by his higher power. They couch surfed for a couple of years, um, and then they were given their home, in at, which is now Stepping Stones in New York State. and. God took care of them. Um, I, I believe, too, that they, they would have liked pr- probably to have more money, but they had just enough. That's my impression. I, I kind of find something similar happening with me. It's like as I do the work and sponsor others and spend the time, I am carried through my life in such a way that I I may not have a lot of money, but I have enough and I am taken care of. I feel taken care of by my higher power. Just wanted to mention that. Uh, Also, um, on the uh, next page, there are some sentences here that sound like the traditions. There are no fees or dues whatsoever. Sounds like tradition seven. The only requirement for membership is an honest desire to stop drinking. Tradition three, we are not allied with any particular faith, sect, or denomination, nor do we oppose anyone. Tradition four, we simply wish to be helpful to those who are afflicted. Tradition five, and I believe that when this was written, the foreword to the first edition in 1939, the traditions had not yet been written. So that's just something I notice, um, and again, I don't know the history that well, but that's my impression too. So um, as far as anonymity goes, yes, as others have said, uh, I need to protect other people's anonymity. I don't, I'm not so concerned about my own at this point because uh, I've been in the program a long time. And um, I'm open for people to know that about me. But I must protect other people's anonymity. And I must not disclose my own membership in OA above the, really above the level of the organization. And within our organization, it's fine for people to know my last name is Jody Emerson Quintana. There's no reason why I can't say that on a meeting. Because um, you know we're we are all members of this same organization. Anyway, um, that's what I have to share. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Jody EQ. I just want to check: was Ashley waiting to share? Because somehow I got her name. Hi, just oh, sorry. Who are yes, we? this is Ashley P uh, in Northern California. No, you have the wrong number. We're in a meeting right now. Um, this is Ashley P. I think you were just... Oh, okay. Great, Ashley. Go <laughs> ahead. Hi. Uh, so this is Ashley P. Recovered in Northern California. Um, really grateful to be on the line this morning um, and really, really, really grateful for everybody's, everybody's shares. Um, so uh, most of what I was picked out from these paragraphs has been said, but just wanted to comment a little bit. Um, that the first sentence that that speaks to me is the only requirement um, is a desire to stop drinking, and that's all I needed when I came in. I just I didn't want to eat anymore, um, and it's it's interesting. Um, in my book, it does say honest desire. It it doesn't say uh, honest desire in the um, in the most uh, recent volume and. Honesty is something that I absolutely need to cultivate throughout my program, um, and it's um, it's a it's it's a it's absolutely necessary for um, maintaining my abstinence and, and working these steps. But but when I came in, I all I need is is the desire to stop eating, um, 
and 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 that's that's huge. That's that's enough. I didn't want to be helpful for others. I didn't care about a spiritual experience. And those are the gifts I've gotten in this program. Um, I really like this last sentence. Um, Inquiry by scientific, medical, and religious societies will be welcomed. Um, I really like that our program is is open to questions about, is this working? How is this working? Um, To people probing about it. Um, Because we're a program of action and results and if there are questioning bodies that they sort of only need to look at all the all the people that have recovered as a result of of working the steps and we don't have to explain how it works or why it works it's to me that sentence speaks of um i don't i don't carry the message um i am the message because i don't need to explain what happened or how i got better from my eating disorder all i have to do is is be that message. Um, and anyway, that's really, really touching me this morning. Um, and then um, the sentence, uh, we are not allied with any faith, sect, or uh, denomination, because I certainly ha- couldn't have come into the rooms if there was uh, any any alliance with, with a certain I- religious idea or, or faith. I I had to find my own beliefs and I'm still very much finding my own beliefs in this program, but I have the room to find my own beliefs in this program. Nobody is telling me what to believe. And because I have to do my own work in, in finding um, that relationship with my higher power, it has, it, it has the, um, uh, the chance of, of, of lasting and and being real because nobody is dictating to me what I can, what I should or or should not believe and and it's a it's many ways a, a harder path finding it you know through my through my own work and and not specific ideals that that can be hard but that's um, time I'm grateful that that work has made a lasting relationship and thank you uh, I pass. Thank you very much, Ashley. <clears throat> it's now time to bring our meeting close. Um, we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, <clears throat> followed by the serenity prayer. <clears throat> Excuse me. Millie D., would you please read? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. I would be happy to do that. This is Millie D., um, just outside San Diego, California. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come. If your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.